Each had solemn rites of initiation. In each religion, the priests wore tiaras and white robes, not unlike the Persian Mithra. Just as the Brahmins were the most venerated caste in India, so the Druids were regarded as superior, even to the nobility of Britain. Belief in the immortality of the soul was the basic article in each creed, combined in both, with the belief in transmigration. Each had severities of discipline and penitential exercises. Maurice is of the opinion that it is impossible to doubt that at some remote period the two orders were united, or at least were educated in the same grand school with the Magi of Persia and the Seers of Babylon, while Sir W. Jones contends that a race of Brahmins anciently sat on the throne of Persia. Barrow, in Volume 2 of Asiatic Researches, says that the Druids were Brahmins is beyond the least shadow of a doubt, but that they were all murdered and their sciences lost is out of all bounds of probability. It is much more likely that they turned schoolmasters, Freemasons, and fortune-tellers, and in this way, part of their sciences might easily descend to posterity, as we find they have done. There is also a striking resemblance between Druidism and Judaism. Not only did each religion inculcate a belief in a supreme being, but the name given to that supreme by each is akin. The Jewish name for the supreme being, Jehovah, means the self-existent, or to adopt the term employed by Moses Maimonides, the eternal. Among the Druids, Bel was the name given to the supreme, the meaning of which is, he that is. The name Ta also, it may be pointed out, mean, I am all that has been, is, or shall be. The Hebrews were accustomed to worship the Eternal under the name of Baal. Thus we read in Hosea 2.15, And it shall be at that day, saith the Lord, that thou shalt call me Ishi, and shalt call me no more Baal. This was because the Israelites had become idolaters and served other deities under the name of Baalim. Each possessed a priest, vested with supreme authority, and had three classes or orders of sacred men. The Jews had their priests or judges, prophets and scribes, while among the adherents of the Druidical faith there were the Druids, Bards, and Vates. Each measured time by a night and a day. Grove worship was common to both Israelite and Druid, and it is clear from many references to the oak in the Old Testament that it was regarded as a sacred tree. The same Hebrew word which signifies oak also means an oath, and the root of this word is mighty or strong, the root of the name given to the deity in many languages. The angel or messenger of the Eternal came and sat under the oak at Ophrah when sent to deliver a message to Gideon, Judges 6, 11. A similar instance is recorded in 1 Kings 13, 14, in Ezekiel 6.13, in Hosea 4.13, references made to the practice of offering up incense under the oak. It was at the Oak of Moray, Genesis 12.6 RV, that the Eternal appeared to Abram, and it was there that Abram built an altar. Joshua 24.26 wrote particulars of the covenant in a book of the law of God and took a great stone and set it up under an oak tree by the sanctuary of the Eternal. Among the Jews, the oak was occasionally a burying place. Deborah, Rebekah's nurse, was buried beneath Bethel under an oak. Genesis 35, 8. And Saul and his sons were buried under an oak. 1 Chronicles 10, 12. Abraham planted a grove of trees as a retreat of silence and solitude and prayer. But in later times, the denunciations of heaven were launched against groves because they were used by idolaters or the followers of a different religion. The May Day Festival was in honor of spring, 
when the sun entered the sign of Taurus, the bull. Hence the calves, or bulls, adored by the Israelites were golden, because gold was a fitting representation of the benign sun, then beginning to shed his glittering beauties at the approach of spring. By the ancient Britons, says Faber, in his pagan idolatry, the bull was not only reverenced in a very high degree, but he was likewise reverenced and exhibited by them exactly in the same manner as he was by the Egyptians, the Hindus, and the Greeks. He was the symbol of their great god Hu, the whole of whose character and attributes prove him to be one with Osiris, Shiva, and Bacchus, all of which deities were represented by living bulls. The oak also has been held in veneration by all nations and peoples. In Rome, an oak garland or crown was called Corona Sisenka, and was bestowed only upon him who had saved a citizen's life, though in process of time it came to be bestowed upon an official if he spared a Roman citizen when he had power.